Part three of A Christmas Miscellany twenty twenty one by various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part three Christmas from the Open Polar Sea eighteen sixty seven by Isaac Israel Hayes. Effects of Darkness and thus we jog on toward the spring but each hour of the darkness grows a little longer and soaks a little more color from the blood and takes a little more from the elasticity of the step and adds a little more to the lengthening face and checks little by little the cheerful laugh and the merry jest that come from the hold and cabin and without being willing to confess it openly yet we are all forced to acknowledge to ourselves that the enemy does now and then get the better of us and that we have often to renew the resolution the novelty of our life is exhausted and the outside world has nothing new the moonlight comes and goes again and the light glistens clear and cold over the white landscape and the memory returns unbidden to other days that are fled and gone and we miss in the sparkling air and the still hour of the winter night the jingling bells and the sleigh which will always hold one more and the wayside inn and the smoking supper that mine host serves up and the crackling blaze of country logs and then when we forget the moon and the snow and the frost and recall the summer and the sunshine we remember that the seat in the shade of the hawthorn bush is far away december twenty fourth christmas eve christmas eve what happy memories are recalled by the mention of that name how much of youthful promise it brings back to the weary mind and to the aching heart how potent is the charm how magical the influence a beam of light has fallen within this little ice-bound vessel and from the promised morn we catch the same inspiration that has come to all mankind since that bright and lovely star first rose to the shepherds of judea for wherever we are on this wide wide world we find in the day the symbol which binds us all to one cherished hope gladness springs into being with the rising sun and the christmas bells sending their merry voices on the wings of the returning light encircle the earth in one continuous peal their chimes ring out glad tidings everywhere the joyous music rejoices the lone watcher on the sea and the hunter who warms himself beside the embers of his smouldering fire it penetrates the humble cabin of the slave and the hut of the weary emigrant it reaches the wanderer on the steps of tartary and the savage in the forest it consoles the poor and the sorrowing and the rich and the powerful and to the sick and to the well alike wherever they may be under the sun it brings a blessed brightness and it gleams too on the eternal snows beneath the polar star and with a radiant cross it lights the southern deep afar and christmas morn is but the dawn the herald of a day that circles in its boundless love no winter no decay i have never seen the ship so bright and cheerful 
sundry boxes have been produced from out of the way corners and from the magical manner of their appearance one might think that santa claus had charged himself with a special mission to this little world before he had begun to fill the shoes and stockings and to give marriage portions to destitute maidens in the dear old lands where he is patron of the criss crinkle eve and where the silver cord binding the affections is freshened once a year with the christmas offering the cabin table fairly groans under a mass of holiday fare kindly mementos from those who are talking about us to-night around the family fireside shoals of bonbons and christmas cakes of every imaginable kind bearing all sorts of tender mottoes come out of their tin cases setting off prospective indigestion against glad hearts christmas day everybody has been busy to-day getting ready to celebrate the morrow and to keep the holidays to this praiseworthy purpose i give of course every encouragement the ship's stores contain nothing that is too good for the christmas feast which mccormick promises shall outdo that of his birthday unfortunately he will be unable to give it his personal attention for he is laid up with a frosted foot which he got while hunting in some manner known only to himself as no one at home likes to confess that he has been run away with and thrown from his seed so no one here cares to own to the power of jack frost over him to be frost-bitten is the one standing reproach of this community december twenty sixth christmas has come and gone again and has left upon the minds of all of us a pleasant recollection to me it would have been a day of unalloyed pleasure had it not been that my thoughts followed sontag and dwelt upon the sad loss that i have suffered in the death of my dogs for the people were gay and lively and to see them thus is now my first concern aside from all sentiment connected with wishing people happy to me it has another meaning for it is the guarantee of health the ship's bell was hoisted to the masthead and while the bells of other lands were pealing through the sunlight and over a world of gladness ours sent its clear notes ringing through the darkness and the solitude after this we met together in the cabin and gave our thanks in our own modest way for the blessings which kind heaven had vouchsafed us and then each one set himself about his allotted duties it is needless to say that these duties concerned chiefly the preparation and advancement of everything which concerned a christmas dinner the officers dressed the cabin with flags and the sailors decorated their walls and beams with stripes of red white and blue flannel which was loaned to them from the ship's stores the schooner was illuminated throughout and every lamp was called into requisition an extra allowance of oil was granted to the occasion and the upper deck was refulgent with light two immense chandeliers were constructed for the dinner-tables and some gold and silver paper strings of bangles and strips of braid kindly presented to us by mr horstman for the winter theatricals which have never come off covered the wood of which they were composed and gave them quite an air of splendour 
while two dozen of spermaceti candles brilliantly illuminated the apartments in which they hung a short time before the dinner hour i visited the men's quarters at their request and was as much gratified with the taste that they had exhibited as with the heartiness with which they entered into the spirit of the day every nook and corner of the hold was as clean and tidy as possible everybody was busy and delighted the cook might however be regarded as an exception to the latter rule for the success of everybody's projects depended upon his skill and he was closely watched i halted at his red-hot galley stove and wished him a merry christmas tank it are said he but i gots no time to tink about the merry christmas to command to see these big reindeers and he went on vigorously basting two fine haunches of venison which had been carefully treasured for the occasion and putting the last touches to a kettle of tempting soup intending encouragement i reminded him that his labours might be over with the serving of the dinner when with that consistency for which human nature is remarkable especially in a ship's cook he replied Plater, so long as my heavenly father gives me out i likes to work merry christmas as i passed out of the hold into the officer's cabin the crew sent after me three cheers and three more for the expedition and i don't know how many followed afterward for a merry christmas to ourselves the upper deck was light and cheerful with the multitude of lamps and had been cleared up with unusual care and from amidships everything had been removed this nor told me was his work and i was informed that there was to be a ball the disposition to consume oil was contagious even the heathenish little wife of my absent hunter had managed to procure an additional supply and rejoiced in an extra blaze in honour of the day the meaning of which was all greek to her her hut was a cheerful nest of furs and little pinguisig with a strip of tough seal blubber substituted for one of goodyear's patent arrangements for children's gums was laughing and crowing as a christian baby would be expected to do on this most christian day jacob fat jacob was grinning in one corner charlie told me that he began grinning early in the morning at the prospect of the many crumbs to come from so bounteous a feast and in order to prepare himself for the task he had swallowed a fox which jensen brought in from one of his traps and which he had turned over to the boy to skin out on the ice i found a boisterous group engaged around two large tin kettles they were stirring something with wooden sticks and i found that at thirty-four degrees below zero they were making water ice and roman punch by wholesale they needed no chemical compounds for their freezer at six o'clock i joined the officers at dinner our glass and crockery has in some mysterious manner known only to the steward been disappearing from the time of leaving boston but there is plenty of tinware to supply the deficiency and each cup contained a bouquet of flowers cut from tissue paper and a mammoth centerpiece of the same materials stood under the glittering chandelier the dinner was much enjoyed by everybody and if we lacked the orthodox turkey the haunch was not a bad substitute 
an arctic ball a pas de deux i remained until nine o'clock and left the party to a merry evening the hour for extinguishing the lights was put off at discretion and having myself granted this privilege i cannot of course say that any of the proprieties of discipline or of shipboard life were interfered with rejoiced to see that the people had the spirit to be merry at all i was only too glad to encourage them in it every part of the festival as they facetiously call it was conducted in a very orderly manner the ball came off as promised and when i went up about midnight to have a look at the merrymakers i found nor wrapped in furs seated upon a keg fiddling away in a very energetic manner while barnum and macdonald were going through a sailor's hornpipe with immense eclat then carl swung the steward round in the giddy mazes of the waltz and finally charlie set the ship shaking with laughter by attempting a pas de deux with madame hans the old cook had crawled up the ladder from below and forgetting his troubles and his reindeers applauded the actors vociferously but he was soon observed to be making off from the gay and festive scene a dozen voices called loudly after him hello cook come back and have a dance what va me dance and make nonsense when there be no vimmins but here's mrs hans cook Ugh. and he dove below january first eighteen sixty one the christmas holidays have passed quickly away and the year of grace eighteen hundred and sixty one was born amid great rejoicings we have just wrung out the old and in the new as the clock showed the midnight hour the bell was tolled our swivel gun sent a blaze of fire from its little throat into the darkness and some fireworks went fizzing and banging into the clear sky the rockets and blue lights gleamed over the snow with a weird and strange light and the loud boom of the gun and the crash of the bell echoing and re-echoing through the neighboring gorges seemed like the voices of startled spirits of the solitude End of part three